This weekend our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This weekend our collective heads This weekend our collective heads Welcome to Twiatch, This Week in Our Canine Heads, where we discuss dogs, our favorite dogs and, and dogs and things. Right, Patrick? That's a dog. I love my dogs. My dogs are the best dogs. Fight me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not going to fight you. I mean, we have a show together, so... That's true. That, that just seems counterproductive. Okay, so this is not This Week in Our Canine Heads. This is This Week in Our Collective Heads, because outside of Ayn and... And your dogs. Um, I don't actually have anything to contribute. I don't like dogs. Come at me. Um, but we do have a bunch of news, and, and we're excited about that because now that the year has started, everything's kicked off. We're we're up and good to go. So yeah, as always, finally. I'm joined by Patrick, who actually does know things about dogs. I do. But we're not going to talk about that. Another so um, as far as things that are back. Backwards compatibility has returned, and I'm yeah, excited finally. about that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm happy about it. Uh, finally got some some of these, which there was a lull for a while. I mean, this was every single week they were giving us backwards compatible games, and we we like to give you uh, show you guys these because if you're not watching Major Nelson's Twitch feed, then you pretty much don't know. Uh, so yeah. if you're a fan of like Sniper Elite Two, then you're in luck because that's backwards compatible. I don't know. It is indeed. That's is, is is that the series where you get to like shoot people in the testicles and watch them explode? Or is that there's there's two sniper games and there's there's the one that has like the Mortal Kombat thing going and then there's another sniper game and I I, I don't know which the, series this is. I thought this was the uh kind like realistic sniper game. It's like Call of Duty but you're a sniper kind of thing. Ah. I may be wrong. I may be wrong, okay. but um, we, but we yeah, don't actually know on that one. I but do I know. do know it's a sniper game. And but I you do know, know Far Cry Two. Yes. Because Far is is Far Cry Two still your favorite in that series? No, three. Three I mean, is well, wonderful. Blood Dragon was really fun, but I, I Blood I, Dragon I was so much fun. <laughs> I gotta give that like a special like a special you know place because yeah it's not a normal far cry game it's 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 an over-the-top you know fun uh fun 80s you know game and it's and it's wonderful it's it's um, also like the only joke game i've ever played that last i mean it lasted for a good eight hours and oh, the yeah. joke stayed funny for those eight hours and that i would be perfectly content if if they did another one of those because like ubisoft has a tendency to like they'll do some really really cool projects and i'm like yes give me more of that and they're like assassin's creed and i'm like well i mean I, I guess you got to do that, but like, uh, like Child of Light and Blood Dragon, and yeah. what was what was the World War One game? You know the one I'm talking about? The, oh, um, oh, I know what you're talking about, and I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, there's there's a it's World War One game that was really fantastic and had like something uh, hearts, hearts. Yeah, it's yeah. something hearts, Kingdom yeah. Hearts, probably. King, yeah, I think uh, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we got that, and then we got uh, Driver San Francisco, which that one is is an interesting case because that one's only available for download, not for purchase. Like you can, if you put the disc in or if you put it digitally, then you can you can 
have it that way, but you can't actually buy it. And that's kind of interesting because if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time we've seen that, right? Uh, I, it's the first time that I have noticed it. Uh, there may okay. be other times, but um, I, I have, I'll have to look and see if there's anything else that's only available, that's not available for purchase digitally. Because um, I know there are some games that haven't, that aren't available for purchase digitally. Actually, like Two Worlds 2, I don't think is available digitally. I'll have to check. Okay. Um, because that game... Holds a special place in my heart for being horrible, but having so much potential, and I love it. I love, I love yeah. what it could have been. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of things with a, with a lot of potential that you love, uh, we we got a a trilogy of Magic games, Magic the yes. Gathering. We got yes. Magic 2013, mm-hmm. Magic colon the Gathering, and Magic 2014: Duels of the Planeswalkers. Yes, which that was also the last uh, card expansion that I played. So. That's one that, that I think is pretty cool because um, CCGs are everywhere now, but um, Magic the Gathering is, it, at least to me, it's, it's kind of the OG of card games. Oh, it is. I, I, I played it in real life, and I'm, I'm sure there were ones before that, but I didn't play them. So, yeah. So they, they have continued to just keep knocking these out, and I'm, I'm starting to wonder because now, now we're up in, like, the, the upper 300s. I'm trying to remember, like, how many games there were total for the system. Like, the, the, the one, mm-hmm. and this is the one, Major Nelson, I know that it's probably almost impossible, but Kingdoms of Amalur? <laughs> like, that's, I would, that's... I would love that. That's, that's the one that I really that I really wish would come up because it's for those of us who played it, it's, it's, it was just really something special. And, uh, if you, if you didn't play it and you, you have the ability, uh, you have a PS3 sitting around and you're willing to turn that on because I know turning on the PS3 is a, is a bit of a nightmare. Um, yeah, but, uh, but that, that, that game was really fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. It was. You know, it also was fantastic. Was What's Fable that, 2. Patrick? Fable Two. Yes, it. Yes, it was. I like Fable Two. Uh, Fable Two was everything that Fable was supposed to be, and Fable mm-hmm. Three, we're not. I don't really want to talk about. But I liked Fable Two. I wished. I, it's it's a Molyneux thing. So you know, if yeah. you go into it now, you probably will appreciate it. If you went into it then, you would have been overhyped. But I I enjoyed the series, uh, and I'm and speaking of that. Uh, Fable maybe coming back. I'm. I feel pretty confident saying that it's going to because yeah. um, we we try to be really uh, really cognizant of of what we're giving to you, and we we try not to give you anything unless it's actual news. Um, and so, like on a one to five scale of how hard I believe in this, even though it's not actually confirmed, I would put this at, at five. I mean, this has been this has come through enough sources that I feel comfortable saying this is an actual thing. And so we'll we'll discuss it as if it's a thing. Yeah. Um, and then whenever it gets actually announced, I don't know, maybe E3, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it again because Fable is such a great game. And like, it's, it's really fun to look at it and see, cause, um, I think, I think without Fable and you, uh, disagree if you like, but I think without Fable, we don't, we don't get infamous and we don't get, um, the Paragon and Renegade system, uh, as they showed up in Mass Effect, because this, this was one of the games that really gave you player choice. It was binary. Yeah, but it was player choice and allowed those those decisions that you made to have a real impact, and I loved that. And that was that was a really fantastic thing. And the the big the 
the really sad thing about this uh, for me is that is that uh, Lionhead got shut down. Yeah. And then they brought this out, and they said that um, part of the reason that they that they had it that they did it was because they were like, oh, hey, look, Horizon Zero Dawn is an open world game where you go and you shoot things and it's a single player and people want to buy single. Yes, we want single player games. Let us let us buy them. Let us give you money, please. If yeah. it's a quality game, we will buy it. And I, yeah. I don't I. If, if yeah. it's a, yeah, if it's a quality game, we'll, we'll we will give you our money, and yeah. and it, that's been proven over and over and over again. You can make a mediocre multiplayer game, and people will give you their money for a Some little people, bit and then go away. Yeah, and and the the reason that people were attached to Fable, like the the world the world building, um, I'll go ahead and say it. The the world building in Fable is is not the best. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a flat uh, surface level world, but your interactions with other characters were quality. And yes. that, that was the reason that we kept coming back. So if you, if you take that and you just throw it into another genre and you don't get to make player choice, single player, this is my story, mm-hmm. that's not what we're looking for. And that's, that's why Legends just didn't have the hype that, that an actual Fable game would have had. So we're really excited don't know if it's going to be a reboot like like we said it's not confirmed yet so we don't have we don't have any details on it but uh but yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing what what it is that they that they bring out and um i'm i'm still outside of the the xbox uh ecosystem so i i'm still on the the playstations and in a little bit switch but uh but yeah, this this is this is an IP that Microsoft has that is interesting to me. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think that Microsoft has quite a few potential IPs they're not utilizing to their greatest potential, and Fable's yeah. been that one that's just been sitting. Fable is their Metroid, is what it yeah. is. Yeah. It's like yeah. everyone keeps saying, "Well, why why don't we have another one of these?" Because they're they're good games, and you know, hopefully, we'll get a good game out of this. Um, speaking of, of good games, if you play PC games, you may be in the in the camp of saying, "Why can't I resell this digital game that I bought?" Yeah, this this is I, I'm gonna file this under weird news. Um, yeah. Robot Robot Cash is is a new system that's trying to allow reselling of games. Uh, GameStop hasn't been able to do it. Um, Microsoft Digital hasn't been able to do it. Uh, who who else is who else has tried? Like uh, those are the two that I can think of. Okay, honestly, this is this is just kind of a weird random thing that showed up. I honestly don't recommend that you that you try this because if 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 Microsoft can't throw enough money at this to work, I find it highly unlikely that that a, a smaller uh, system would be able to do it. I but agree. it was it was just some weird news that I wanted to report on. I don't think I don't think it's gonna it's gonna work. I don't think it's gonna be beneficial for for anyone. And um, there are a lot of people you can read into a lot of people into why they think that it will or will not work um, from a business perspective. And I will tell you from a psychological perspective there's a reason that a it's not going to work and b that people have backlogs of steam games that they never get around to yeah and that's and that's fine it's fine to have a backlog like um right now i'm finishing up uh horizon and neo and then i'm going to jump into witcher but then on may 25th all of that goes to the back burner because i'm gonna play dark souls finally 
and I am so excited about that. We talked about that last week, but yeah. if you missed it, Dark Souls! What I was getting back. into, though, is there's a psychological reason for both of these points. For, for the Steam on. backlog and, and for the fact that people won't digitally resell their games. Yeah. yeah. You have less of a cognitive connection to the games that you've purchased as opposed to a physical copy. Yeah. You, if you look at your physical games, there comes a time when you're looking at your catalog and you at your at your, you know, entertainment center or however you store your games, and you look at that and go, you know, I think I can sell a couple of these, but yeah. you don't have the same connection when you look at a digital uh, at, at digital because we as uh, because you know we're we're humans and we don't understand. Even though we can be very very smart when it comes to technology, the idea of reselling a digital product that isn't in your hands doesn't compute yeah. with our brains and yeah. this is this is there's uh, i can't remember the psychological term for it but basically you you won't value it the same way that you value a physical copy and understanding that the the value is still there and can be transferred yeah, so yeah. that's your little psychological uh, uh bit of the day as to understanding why your steam backlog continues to fill and you t- and you go i don't I don't have any games to play, even though you have a list of 300 games. That's yeah. why. <laughs> so speaking speaking of games that I haven't played in a while, World of Warcraft is getting level scaling. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really cool because it, it allows it allows people to to see or explore content that that they might not be able to otherwise, and it's it's appealing it's appealing on that level of being able to 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 just see something and be like, yeah, I want to go explore the world, and like you can keep having new experiences. And it's it's a different way to to view it than like the 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 grind. Yeah. And so, um, I'm I'm really curious to see how this works because it. I I kind of get it, but at the same time, I'm like, wait, wait that's a that's a shared world. How are you gonna? And yeah. so they they they've detailed it. I'm curious to see how it works. So if you if you're still playing Warcraft or if you're jumping back in, um, let us know in the comments uh, what your experience is with level scaling and how well it works for you. Yeah. So I'm actually looking at jumping back into World of Warcraft. Uh, Whitney's playing Star Wars: The Old Republic. Um, okay. But I'm gonna I'm. I don't know if she's really enjoying it as much as she did for uh, as she did World of Warcraft. So oh. I'm possibly jumping back in. If I jump in, it's the it's the it's um, it has to be with her because otherwise okay. otherwise I will be you know playing that game for hours and isolating myself. So yeah. if I well jump then in, let I'll... us then let us know in the comments, Patrick, what you think <laughs> about level scaling. Yeah, um, there are a couple other MMOs that did something similar, but only when you grouped with people, um, and <laughs> it doesn't appear that that's how they're doing this, which is which is a, bothers right. me because that means that you can go to anywhere in Azeroth or any other place. Uh, you can go anywhere and you can keep up, uh, yeah. and to me, I feel like it kind of breaks immersion when it's when you're like i'm a level one who has no equipment and you go into a higher level area yeah uh, i don't i don't know I'll, I'll i'll see how this goes and and see if it if it makes sense when you're playing uh other things that don't make sense is that there's another aliens game coming out there is and yeah i love aliens i good i i i think that isolation could have worked if it had been half the length and and you you and I we we've, we've talked about this on a regular basis, but it's okay for games to be short. I will still pay full price for a shorter game, if 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 it's if it's quality all the way through. 
And I, I, I say isolation is okay, but Colonial Marines is what I'm where my the bad Colonial Colonial Marines had its had its own issues. Um, I think that I think that the way that that they approached uh, development and and publishing, mm-hmm. like I think they're a better developer than they are a publisher. Oh, I and, agree. And I think I think this bit them. And I mean, kind of the same thing happened with with uh, Duke Nukem, which is why I'm worried about Bulletstorm. But anyway, there's I there's a new alien game coming out from. The new one? Oh, the new one. Oh, sorry. I I thought you meant the original. And no, no, no. I'm I'm I'm, con- I'm concerned about the the next one that they're making because yeah. the, the remaster. Yeah, that's that's great. I yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's Cold Iron Studios, which is which is uh, a new studio, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, but at this point, we don't really have a whole lot of news. We'll wait and see how it goes. Um, but like you, I'm I'm very much on the fence about a new a new Aliens IP and or not IP, but uh, a new franchise, I guess. And we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, until until they sell me on it, they've. <laughs> I will just be like, "Yep, that's a that's a thing that exists," and <laughs> move on. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of people who should have moved on, um, there's a there's a guy who was trolling a bunch of people um, on Twitch, and the Canadian government has actually like started prosecution, which I think is amazing. And uh, it's it's harassment, anti-Semitic comments, racism, and and they have. I do have issues with the free speech element of it, but this guy's kind of a jerk. So I don't feel that bad. I feel like there, so there's there is you should be able to have free speech, but hate speech is it yeah. is, to me is a different animal. There's, there's there's nothing productive about that. There's there's nothing productive, and you can't say, oh well, um, you know, you're you're uh, you're stopping my free speech. I think for, to me. It's it's the same thing where it's like where do your where do your freedoms end? Yeah, and where it ends, which is where it end ends is when where, where it ends is when you're advocating for harming of other people. Yeah, harming harming so. of other people, and uh, to me also, so, and I would consider I would consider that uh, verbal abuse and physical abuse because verbal abuse if you are if you are. If you're saying something from a, this is where it gets into like the weird gray areas where it's like you, if you say something negative about like a, like a stereotype, then I'm like, okay, yeah. like are you joking? Are you not? But if you if you directly say, oh, that's because you're black or something like that, it's like, okay, yeah, come on, like let's there, that's that's where you have this fine area of uh, of that's of like is it free speech or is it not and, and it's when it if you, if the conversation goes into a negative area where people are, are you know like complete hate speech and you know excuse the language but shithole countries that kind of bit where I'm like okay that's not a freedom of speech thing at this point you're not saying oh that area is horrible you're 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 insulting people and you're insulting yeah. cultures at that point yeah speaking of insulting people uh one of the dallas fuel uh which is the overwatch league team from dallas um you know i i, I would make some kind of comment about yay dallas sports team but this is this is not this this is this is not a woo situation uh because one of the one of the players who was actually on the bench during the match um uh was making homophobic remarks and 
initially uh, he he apologized on Twitter, and the person to whom he made the remarks, who who is is gay, um, he said that he should go. You know, instead of instead of smoking a big blunt, he should go smoke something else. Yeah. And um, so it was it was a very is a very distasteful thing and just, initially yeah. initially it was initially it was a a thing where he apologized and the other team and then the then the team itself the team's owner suspended him for one game and um blizzard actually went ahead and fined him and suspended him for the remainder of this uh leg of the season which i think is four matches uh but at the at the either later on in this audio episode or if yeah. you're watching on YouTube <laughs> on um, as a separate video, mm-hmm. right, on the main quest this week, we're going to be talking about the Overwatch League and we're going to be bringing in someone who's been following it much more closely than you or I have because um, I've been watching some of the highlights and, and keeping up with the standings and stuff and you are aware that it exists. Yep. I think that's, yeah. That's about so, as far so, as this. I know what Overwatch is. I know how yeah. it's played, but yeah. Yeah, and so so we're, we're going to be bringing on Cameron and he's going to tell us, he's going to tell us all about Overwatch league in the in the main quest but this is this is a bit of news that we wanted to cover yeah. uh, first the first thing that i thought when i read this was I, I thought of the office do you remember the the episode of the office where michael nope. scott okay so there's an episode of the office where uh michael scott steve carell's character um finds out or he says something um homophobic and uh he doesn't realize he does. that he says something homophobic directed towards oscar who is gay Oh, okay. I and Oscar is it, it, Oscar is in the closet at the time. He's been he's in the closet for quite a while, um, and uh, Michael's defense initially was, "Well, I didn't know you were gay. If you were gay, I wouldn't have said it." And immediately, that's what I thought of when I read this. Was like, does that that the, the joke is? It's never okay. Right. It's not an okay comment if the guy was straight or gay. Because the first thing that I thought when I read this story was, "Did he know that he was gay?" <laughs> Because yeah, because you have because it's this weird, you know, this weird cognitive dissonance where like we as a as as online gamer culture we are very volatile sometimes and we say yeah. some horrible things. I don't, but but as a culture, online gaming has horrible things about mothers and all kinds of other things. Uh, and the first thing that I thought was, did he just say that because that's one of his insults that's in his pocket because that's where his mind is? I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, actually, interesting fact about about yeah. the insult. Um, so apparently, the guy. The person who was insulted with the homophobic remark had taken the the insulters, um, like one of his catchphrases, mm-hmm. and said, "Yeah, we rolled and smoked your team," and that was why he was mad. Because one, he was on the bench, yep. and two, the guy turned around his his catchphrase <laughs> and was like, "What you gonna do?" So, he was like, "I'm gonna say something homophobic," and he was like, "Oh, that's." <laughs> or to, to quote Brooklyn Nine Nine, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That is great. Yeah. They turned it around on him. Yeah. Um, so speaking speaking of things that are that are kind of disappointing and not great though. Yeah. Uh, Dark Souls is not going to have uh, cross platform play, which is <sighs> for Switch. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about, right? Well, it's. I mean, it's it's not going to have cross play across 
PC or like it's, it's just not going to have cross-platform play at all as far as I knew. Does it have cross-platform play PC to Xbox right now? Because yeah. I play it on both. Okay, so it, yeah. so it just continues its it continues its its uh, Dark Ages um, uh, idea of not having cross-play, which yeah. is irritating that this is not having cross-play. Monster Hunter isn't either. Um, I'm having to make sure that for Monster Hunter that. If people are considering buying it and have a PS4, I'm trying to get them to buy it on PS4, so that way I can play with you. Uh, yeah. Because I'm pl- I'm getting it on PS4 so I can play with Kevin. Uh, there's a co- there's a few other people. Um, I'm getting I'm hoping to play that with my nephew if he enjoys it. Uh, mm. In that case, he has an Xbox One and PS4, so he he plays most of his online games on Xbox though. So if I I'm I'm hoping if I start playing it. And and he wants and he likes it and wants to play it that he'll understand. No, you have to play it here. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of a thing. Yeah. So we've been uh, playing Fortnite though. Every uh, I did we didn't get to do it uh, every every weekend. I'll say uh, for the past couple weekends we play Fortnite, um, and we get in a party sometimes with his with his friends from school. Um, nice. So I'm the I'm the thirty uh, three year old guy hanging out with a bunch of ten year olds, but like. Like we're all like hanging out and having fun, and nobody, like I, I treat them as individuals. You know, they're yeah. they're they're kids, but they're individuals, and I think that's why, like, uh, someone joined the party and they were like, "Oh, Patrick's here!" Like they were excited because I treat them that way. Because that's awesome. you know, yeah, it's, it's fun. And see, stuff. and see, I think I think that uh, brief tangent, and then we'll we'll get back to the news. Sure. Like I think that that's one of the things that we can do as older gamers is we can we can show younger gamers when they when they come into our games, we can be like, "Look, we can have a respectful community and still have fun. Like we don't yeah. we don't have to do we don't have to have all this this insult culture yeah. that's that's bringing forward." Oh, you know, your mom or whatever. And just yeah. like, like there, there is, there is a toxicity that sometimes crops up in, in gaming circles. We're aware of that. And basically our job is to just combat it by being, just be cool, man. Yeah. I, I will just say be cool. I, I, I be, I'm uber nice when I'm on there with them. And I will say that I do, uh, I will, uh, allow them to get, uh, you know, certain positioning or kills. Like I will I'll yeah. try to encourage that because, um, at first, I was like, okay, well, they may not be as skilled as me. Some of them are. Some of them are better than yeah. I am. Some of them aren't. Um, but I try to be really generous there, uh, to to that because um, otherwise, I think they'll view, because I'm older, they'll view it as like, oh, he's another adult. He's in charge. He's the boss. And right. That's and not that's, that's not how it should be uh, when you're well, playing no, online you're, games. You're, you're part of a team. Yeah. And you want, to, you want to be a team. Yeah, we're playing squads. So, yeah. So uh, speaking, you also, teams. <laughs> speaking of teams and squads and sheer randomness, um, yes. Scribblenaut Showdown is coming out March 9th. It's going to it's going to be out on all the things. Yes. And I, I, I really enjoyed the trailer for this because it was like uh, flamethrower beats. Like it, it was it was just the, the escalation. And they said that they have thirty five thousand words that you can use. Um, so if, if this is something that you're playing and you get stuck, uh, try summoning Cthulhu. That usually works. 
Um, but yeah, this is this is a fun series that's been that's been going for a long time, and so Scribble Not Showdown is coming out, and I'm excited about it because <clears throat> this had been on on like 3DS and portable platforms for a long time, and now it's coming to to all the things. Yeah. And so I'm excited about that. So I intend to pick this up, um, and and I'm looking forward to seeing seeing what this looks like because I I've always enjoyed the concept, mm-hmm. but I hadn't actually gotten a chance to play it because it wasn't on a platform that I I uh, yeah used. I've I've loved Snipper Clips the the unique um, the the humor uh, the puzzle solving and the creativity within the puzzle solving. Hmm? Uh, you 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 said Snipper Clips. This is. Uh, sorry, that was a Freudian slip. I yes. love Scribble Knots because I do I, have I, Snipper I know, Clips. I know. <laughs> I love both of those. Yeah. One no, one th- actually having played it and one that I I think I would enjoy. Snipper, yeah. Snipper Clips is awesome, though. Snipper, yeah, that was a Freudian slip because I was going to talk about Snipper Clips briefly. But uh, no, I love Scribble Knots because to me, it, Scribble Knots uh, takes what I like about like puzzle adventure games where it's like, oh, this is a weird mashup thing that solved a problem. But in, yeah. in, in uh, Scribble Knots, you are the weird thing that, ma- <laughs> that fixes the problem as opposed to going, oh, I need a rubber chicken to give the guy who's cutting logs and then I can get the fat plastic eye that can trade with a pirate and it's like what <laughs> yeah but you also play adventure games so you're kind of used to that level of sure that's what the goat needed some of them make sense monkey island's the one that gets like really out there um yeah. but at the same time monkey island's hilarious so monkey island, monkey island is pretty hilarious yeah so um going going from games that that you love and you're a huge fan of to something that i really love um the the next final fantasy 14 expansion has been kind of detailed and they're they're focusing on bringing final fantasy 6 into it and that makes me so happy kefka is going to be a boss and the phantom train is going to be a boss and then there's like going to be other elements of final fantasy 6 um i think if if i'm not mistaken i think you can play like some of final fantasy 14 without like there's like a a demo version of it yeah they've put final fantasy 6 into it so if i can if i can go try it (laughs) Yeah. and see if it's something that I enjoy. Um, I also have a little bit more time at home than I used to, yeah. and so um, it it is it is my intention to see if I can if I can check this out uh, and and see it because I, I I love the Phantom Train. I love I love Kefka as a villain. Um, Kefka and Kefka and Voss are from Far Cry Three are yeah. are two of the greatest insane villains in the history of games or in, in, in the history of antagonists, honestly, because I, I understand where they're coming from, even though they're insane. And that, that is a very, very delicate and fine line to walk. And oh, yeah. I think they did. I think they did very well. And so I'm looking forward to seeing, even if I don't get to that content in, in the actual game, uh, I'm, I'm going to watch some people that I know that play it. Um, I know Owen, uh, plays it. So Owen, if you, if you do that, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Yeah, I know a couple of people who play it, um, and I've heard from others that, uh, kind of like Star Wars Galaxies, uh, you mm-hmm. could play a lot of Final Fantasy XIV by yourself without really going through the main story, and you can do a lot of adventuring and playing without actually doing anything. Yeah. Um, so there's a um, the, one of uh, one of my friends, Heather, plays the game quite a lot and plays it socially, and she also um, 
plays you know side quests and like fetch quests and different things and then every now and then i'll hear her post something to the effect of i guess i'll i'll do the main story now or i guess i'll check out (laughs) like i've been checking out the areas i guess i'll do uh, like the areas for new expansion Uh, i guess i'll uh, do some quests now which is so opposite to me because as soon as like a new expansion drops on an mmo i'm like i want to know what the story i want to know why we're here give me the context let's have fun and and the the final fantasy 14 story really is amazing and they and even more so because like uh in with world of warcraft the the world kind of evolves and so like they're like you know when the cataclysm happened that was something that affected everything and and as as new expansions come out then there is kind of a story but it's more about the world developing and in final fantasy 14 there is actually a a legitimate story that you're going through with like main characters Mm -hmm. and like once you like there there are people i know who go dark on Final Fantasy XIV, a game they are actively playing until they've beaten the story content for each expansion. Yeah. Well, and, and and that makes sense because World of Warcraft, you are the character that is doing the things. Right. Which which uh, when you're when you're playing with other people, it kind of breaks a little immersion because there are some there are a lot of things where you're like, oh, you're the chosen Death Knight, and then there's like, oh, but there's also these other chosen Death Knights. And he's the so, chosen Death Knight. You're the chosen <laughs> Death Knight. You're the chosen. <laughs> Basically, yeah. the the story of that very briefly, the story of that is like you're one of the Death Knights that work for the Lich King, and you know you are you are an undead, and uh, you and um, he's brought you up. Up, but you have a rift and you turn against him and you go to Azeroth and they're like throwing tomatoes at you and and there's this very personal mo- moment where you're like I am I've I've broken away from the person who from my leader I'm doing this I'm doing this for me no one lo- no one likes me and then right after that cutscene uh, is is over you're in Azeroth with a bunch of other death knights so yeah so do, do uh, they also have tomato on them you know they don't because apparently you automatically get cleaned up after cutscenes which yeah that, there should have been a shower that's... scene there <laughs> <laughs> moving on so uh final fantasy 15 staying in the final fantasy realm um yeah. we have the the release date for the pc version of final fantasy 15 um and yes. it's it's the uh i think they call it the royal version or yes. the royal something yeah. um but anyway this is this is a version that has that has the main game it has all of the the sub with ignis prompto and uh gladiolus yep. it has um they've added some new content like they're i think it's I think it's chapter nine. Um, you 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 get on a boat and it's 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 like the the classic video game. After this, you won't be able to return. Are you sure you want to board the boat? Yeah. And the answer is and the answer is no. I want to go do all the fishing and the collecting <laughs> and the side quests, and then I'll come back to the boat. Yeah. I know I need to save the world, and I swear I will do that in just a minute. But I, I have to, I have to go help this old lady with her chickens. I'm, I'm busy fishing in Lake Hylia. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, so, so what they're, what they've, what they've added is, um, there, there's, 
as far as I can tell, there's not any new story content, but um, you're you're able to to explore the world a little bit more. And where before the entire uh, trip from from the the dock to the other city was a cutscene, yeah. now now they've brought that in, and they're like, well, you can stop and fish if you want. Um, the funny thing about this to me, though, is um, this is a twenty dollar expansion, and it includes everything. You can't actually buy this content on its own. Correct. And it's not included in the season pass. It is not that, included that, in the season pass, correct. Which and, I, I think is kind of harsh for people who, who have been faithful about um, about keeping up with it. Or people yeah. people who, who gave Square Enix money and they were like, yes, give us this thing. And this game has continued to evolve. Um, I do like the fact that uh, because PC for, PC players are getting it so much later yeah. than console players that they're like just have the game all all of the all of the stuff that we did yeah and i i I appreciate that i think that if you to me these kind of cases are special cases where if you're going to do something like that for pc it should be gifted to everyone who got the season pass uh it's the same thing that if you uh have skyrim on pc and when the skyrim remastered edition came out you got it if you yeah. if you had the Skyrim if you had the Skyrim uh, Ultimate Edition whatever on PC, then yeah. you got it. You got the remaster uh, automatically, uh, yeah. and that's how it should be. You've you've already given them your money, um, and given them your money, and they're updating everything <clears throat> for a different platform. Then it should come to the other platform as well. Uh, the goodies should be for everyone. Yeah, um, I, yeah. What he said. Speaking speaking of goodies for everyone, uh, House of the Dead was a thing back in the day, and what I mean by it House was. of the Dead, I don't mean the really bad zombie movie, uh, that that the Uwe Boll zombie movie. I mean the awesome, Oof. yeah. I mean the awesome, awesome uh, arcade shooter, and yes. it's coming back. In Japan, at least, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I really hope. I know that arcades are a much bigger thing in Japan, um, but I, I, if this, if this comes to arcades in the U.S., I will make a special trip to the arcade to play this because House of the Dead, and you know, you're, you're okay. Uwe Boll is is not a good director, and it's it's def- objectively bad. Playing the House of the Dead games, like the story and the dialogue, they were awful and we knew it at the time. But the gameplay itself was so much fun. And I I really, really consistently enjoyed, um, because I think there were three arcade games that came out. I believe so. Um, and they these are games that I don't mind. Like I, I will actually, you know, like load up a load up a card because that's mm-hmm. I mean, if, if it's an arcade with new games, we don't it, it's not a roll of quarters anymore yeah. like it was when I was growing up. Yeah. It's a uh, it's you know, I, I, I'll load up the card with like 15, 20 bucks and I'll be like, yes, I want to experience this game. Just keep taking my money and I will I will experience this as a whole. Which and, is why I like that's why I like places like Cidercade and uh, and uh, free play arcade. Uh, yeah. because you pay 10 bucks or whatever and then you get in and you play however much you want and yeah. drink and eat and do whatever you want um, what I like about this though is not is not only is it an arcade game it is one of the new more immersive arcade games uh, and, unless I'm yeah. wrong it appears that this is that no never mind I, uh, I thought it was one that you go in you get inside it's not um, okay. but either way that looks freaky and scary and if I saw yeah. that in an arcade I'd be very happy and scared I'd be like, ooh, 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 I'm next. (laughs) 
I love I love those. I love those in Time Crisis, like yeah. especially because the gun movement. It's just it's just fun. It um, is. But uh, speak. So, so that's, we're talking about is, some rumors. That is the end of the news. Um, now we, we don't have want to talk rumor. about some rumors. Okay. Well, yeah, but uh, so before at the at the top of the show, I talked about uh, Fable and my confidence that Fable was a real thing. I said that that on a on a one to five scale, that was like a five. Um, here we have like a three or a four. Um, it seems that uh, Incredibles two and DC villains are getting um, Lego games, yeah. and this is something that's that's. It looks like it's a thing, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but this is this is also not as reliable as the other news. So that's why I tagged it on at the end. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun to play a DC villains game. Uh, the the Batman Gotham games were not for me at least, not nearly as much fun as the Lego Marvel ones. Uh, yeah. Lego Marvel Super Heroes 1 and 2 were, were fantastic. So this this is a rumor. Uh, that's why we're just kind of throwing it off on as a tagline at the end. And when it actually gets announced, we'll, we'll update you on that. But uh, it seems that there's at least a good possibility that uh, Incredibles 2 is going to have a, a tie-in with a Lego game, and then there could be a DC Villains game that comes out too. So yeah. we will let you know about that whenever it shows up. And that is the news for this week. Uh, let us know in the comments if we missed anything. And let us know if you want Kingdoms of Amalur to be backwards compatible. Tweet at Major Nelson and be like, please. And then tweet at the state of Rhode Island and ask them to do it. Because they have that and they're probably not going to let it go. That is the weirdest thing ever. Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin. I'm this Pat. is Patrick. And we're joined by our special guest, Cameron. Say hi. Hello. So, Cameron knows way more about Overwatch than the two of us combined. And so we brought him on to, to kind of talk about Overwatch League, which is a thing that started up, what was it, two weeks ago, I believe? They've just concluded um, stage, stage one, week two. That's correct. Okay, so um, Overwatch League is is kind of a, a conglomerate that is formed from all the all the other leagues that had been that had been running. Like there was the there's a Korean league, there was a Japanese league, and there was a European league, I believe. Um, and I mean, okay, so our our levels our levels of knowledge. Cameron is our expert. Mm-hmm. I I play Overwatch some, and I've been kind of following. And then Patrick is also here. I am here. I want to. I want to know about why should I? Why should I watch and 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 follow Overwatch League? All right. So the very first thing so, you need to know Cameron, give us... is that this is groundbreaking in that there were no leagues before in traditional esports, um, CS:GO and League of Legends being the two main ones. Both of them were circuits of tournaments. So when you refer to them as leagues, um, there was APEC, which was the Asian Pacific tournament. They would call them seasons, but they were really just term- tournaments. And it was right. the same with APEX. APEX was the biggest one. APEX was the one in Korea. All right. So so these, these teams were, a, a lot of these are teams directly brought over from some of those previous uh, tournaments, correct? Um, there are... 
I think only three teams that no five teams that were brought over in their entirety okay. although two of those teams that were brought over in their entirety are now the same overwatch league team right the london spitfire signed two full previous teams yeah and it's been interesting to see for for me at least when you were explaining it to me you were talking about how um the the different sizes and the different approaches because like you said this is a groundbreaking thing and so like there's uh, I, I believe you said that the Dallas Fuel has only like six or seven people on the team. And then there's, you know, the London team that has uh, two full rosters uh, available to them. Yes, they have 12 teams. There's no league mandated minimum. So Florida Mayhem is only six people because their owners who did own previous teams in um, CSGO and League of Legends they had an issue where they previously signed um, more people than could fit on a team and there was infighting trying to get starting spots. Okay. So it's interesting they don't have a minimum amount of players. Um, or a maximum. Le- or ma- well, I can see not having a maximum because because you're not having a maximum amount of people. You can't change the game to say, ah, well, this is now going to be a 6v18 game. That doesn't make sense. But you could bench people. Right, like, but you, that makes sense. Right, but you could also poach people to keep them from competing against you. That costs a lot of money. You think there's that much it money does. in esports right now? I honestly don't know how any money is in esports. I don't, under, I don't understand that concept. But but this, my my favorite thing about this is that this is, as Cameron pointed out, this is something that we just haven't seen before, and it's really exciting to see uh, where it's going to go. So over the first couple of over the first couple of matches, you said that they were just finishing uh, week two, and there are absolutely some teams that have that have risen to the top and some teams that are not doing so well, including our own Dallas Fuel. (laughs) Yes, it is mostly the Korean teams that are doing well. Um, That's shocking. (laughs) There are three teams that are all Korean rosters. That's Seoul, obviously. Mm -hmm. London, who I previously mentioned, who has 12 Korean players, and New York. Um... So the uh, New York and London teams are, are Korean players? Entirely Korean. Wow. But the interesting thing is um, it's not odd mm-hmm. that London is entirely Korean because before the league even started up, yeah. the esports conglomerate C9, Cloud9, had hired the entirety of a Korean roster okay. to play in European tournaments. So they were called uh, C9 Kongdu. I guess for when it comes to professional sports, this isn't something out of the ordinary anyways, because we've seen this happen in other in, uh, in basketball and baseball. Yeah. Um, so as opposed to Olympic, but like if you're talking about just professional sports, basketball and baseball have done this as well. You find a specific player and you get them into the United States or wherever, um, because they're the right player, um, and so I guess I guess also with it being an esport, it doesn't you know they can say they're the London team and they don't have to te- technically be in London. So exactly, and it's yeah. the same as like in football, the highest 
uh, percentage of people mm -hmm. to be in the NFL. It's something like 2.41% of Samoans play professional football. <laughs> like, it's really <laughs> high. That's crazy. But, um, one thing you said was you don't know how esports makes money. I would like to mention that, I mean, obviously, the majority of it is ad revenue. And um, day one of Overwatch League topped off at 440,000 live viewers. That is that is pretty amazing. And then on top of that, you've got the residuals. And so, okay. You also have, um, they released Overwatch League skins into the game. Yes, I had, I had seen those. So you can play as your, you can purchase your favorite league's skin of your character. Exactly. I that. That's cool. Can, and you can you can directly buy those. Those those aren't yes. uh, random. You can okay. directly buy those. They gave everyone one free one. Okay. Yeah. I used my one free one to get a Dallas Farah, but then on top of that, I bought a Houston McCree and a Seoul Genji because I anticipated that those would be my three favorite teams. That has not turned <laughs> out to be the case. So what what are your three favorite teams then? Dallas, New York, and um, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, interesting. Yeah. Um, one one other thing that, that I've really enjoyed, and like, I do not understand the game as well as Cameron does. Cameron Cameron understands the things that are going on. Like when I watch a soccer match versus when Patrick watches a soccer match, because I can see a play that might be developing. I can see the strategy and whether it's going to work. And, and so I can get excited about 15 yeah. seconds before Patrick knows anything is happening. Oh, sure. Sure, it's the same case with, with Cameron. He can see a play developing. And um, but even for me, as someone who who is less knowledgeable, um, these matches are absolutely incredible because the, these are the best of the best, having best of the best of the best, sir. Yeah, you know, with honors. <laughs> And so that's been really fun to, to be able to see that level of play uh, consolidated from all of these previous tournaments. Um, but it's also been interesting to see that some of the some of the people who had formerly been you know top tier uh, people um, aren't even aren't even involved in this just because because everything's moving so quickly. So. Cameron, could you tell us who who probably your your highlight players are right now? Highlight players. Okay, I think number one, without a doubt, number one would be Fleta for the Seoul Dynasty. Okay. Fleta can play almost every hero at such a ridiculously high level. Um, That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yes. But also, there is some interesting things because... Um, World Cup 2017 wasn't so long ago, and um, the um, the person who carried, not carried, but the person who participated most in Korea winning the tournament was Flower, and Flower's not 18 yet, so he can't participate in the league. Um, San Francisco. That's San Francisco has Sinatra, who was on the USA World Cup team and had a phenomenal performance until he went up against Korea. <laughs> that didn't work out well for him. But um, 
and he also is not 18 yet. He's already signed, and he's making $150,000 a year. Jeez. League mandated minimum is 50000 and yeah. San Francisco just decided they really wanted him. San Francisco is, um, I believe they're one in three right now, and that's because their two best players, Sinatra and Super, have not reached 18 yet. They're both signed, they're both on the roster, but neither of them is active yet. There's probably five or six people who aren't active because they're not 18. So they are coaching them to make sure they're not, they don't go to another team. They're basically, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Right. Yeah. Huh. So what is, what does the schedule look like going forward? Because, um, I've, I've mostly been watching highlights. I haven't been watching them live, but, uh, what is, what does the schedule look like going forward? And are they, are they catering it to, to the, the Asian group or is it at different times throughout the day? Or is it, is it based on when the, when the team is like, if Dallas played New York, it would be on a U.S. time schedule. How does that all work? So they play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They play okay. three matches per um, set. Right. And they are, they begin at different times. On Wednesday, it starts at like 4 p.m. West Coast. On Thursday, it's 2, I think. Okay. But it's all, it's all U.S. But I think often the last game of the day is late enough that it could be viewed in Europe. Interesting. All right. So, um, so we've had, we've had, uh, this has been going on for two weeks. And so I know that there's going to be different, it's it's not like an every week thing. They're going to have uh, sections of the seasons. Do you know the schedule on that? Or is that just something that people need to look up on their own? Um, there are four stages of five weeks. And in between every stage, they'll have a mini championship where okay. whoever's in second place plays the third place team. Whoever wins that game plays the first place team. Whoever wins that game gets a bonus, $125,000. Per, per, uh, per team? or For the team. I don't know how they're going to split it up and everything like that. Okay. Uh, one thing you mentioned is that uh, knowledge of the game can help you be excited about um, what's going on and excited about viewership. And one thing that's been pointed out by the casters is in the current um, meta, the biggest and most impactful plays are coming from um, the snipers and from McCree. So as a new watcher, there is no better time to begin watching than right now. Okay, because yeah, because their their play is fairly fairly simple, and I'll be honest, I can't watch anybody play tracer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can appreciate that they know what they're doing, but with all yeah. the jumping and rewinding, like I I cannot follow where you are on the map, much yeah. less what you're trying to accomplish. And so that <laughs> does make sense that you know watch the snipers, watch McCree, and and wait for high noon. Yeah. 
So is there is there anything else that you would like to point out for people who who are interested in in checking this out but maybe still kind of on the fence? What would be the 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 best way to find out if this is something for you? Um I think the best way is honestly just watch a map or watch a highlight reel because because they are geolocated now like all you have to do is figure out what team is nearest to your city look up a highlight reel of them and then decide that you're having fun watching that and say all right keep doing it let's watch another one makes sense um, so I'm curious, and I'm actually trying to uh, check on this right now. Okay, so there there is a YouTube channel called Overwatch League, and so I think that uh, you know we'll we'll link that down in the show notes. But if you're if you're wanting to check that out, that is definitely how you do it. And um, you know, Patrick and I still don't know we're not experts but we have access to an expert so maybe we'll check in on this at the end of this first leg and and see what you think of the of the first piece of the season yeah all right sounds good so that's what we have that's what we have for this week and we will see you next time thank you very much guys thanks for watching this week in our collective heads uh subscribe over here and click the bell and that way you'll know about any new videos that we put up because we put up a lot of a lot of gameplay, a lot of stories from games and stuff like that, and gameplay is down here. Yeah, and you got more editorials and news stuff down here. Check it out.